Hey, it's Angela again with the Angela Giles Clocky Podcast. Let's go. This too shall pass. I've been thinking about this term, this quote, this meme, this scripture, and I've thought about how it's true, this too shall pass, and how you can say it to yourself and feel pretty confident about it if you are, you know, speaking to yourself from a place of love and kindness and how also it feels like an insult if somebody says it to you when you're in the midst of something. Oh, well, this too shall pass. That feels very dismissive. It's interesting how language that we speak to ourselves and then language words that people use, the very same ones that they speak to us can feel many different ways. And of course, that is exactly how life is that, you know, you think about those jokes growing up where you could, you know, you could complain about your mama, but um, nobody else better, right? Like, they could repeat the same thing that you just said about your own mom. And you will just like, I don't think so. You don't talk about my mama like that, right? Like, (laughs) it's just interesting how we are made as humans. And I love it so much. And we are so complicated. And that's what, you know, that makes it fun to study humans. That makes psychology and sociology and anthropology and all of those ologies really, really fun. And I think that's why I love humans so much. I love to watch reality TV at times, mostly Survivor. I love that social experiment. And I think about how we just approach life from different avenues or using the same you know, quote or words and we can see them differently. And I've been spending a lot of time thinking about this too shall pass. We are still, still, still in the middle of a pandemic, regardless of how much it might not be talked about or how much, you know, some of the guidelines have changed. We are still experiencing this and the fallout and the consequences and the benefits and all of those things, notwithstanding, it is still happening and then we have the economy. The economy is, is a wreck, and we all have our theories, and we all have ideas. And the one thing that I come back to is history has shown that this too shall pass. All the things that are stressing us out, all the things that are making us ill, this too shall pass. It does not mean we'll all make it through it, and that's hard to even wrap your brain around. And yet the world will keep turning and we will keep doing what we do. This too shall pass. The other night I happened upon a social media post where I saw that someone that I once had a very close relationship had had an event that I had not been invited to. And I had some very complicated feelings about this because this was a 
relationship that I have long ago realized and seen for what it is, that it was not a two-way street. It was a one-sided relationship. And yet, at the same time, I must have spent two hours tossing and turning in my bed and turning over the whole idea of how this person, how dare they feel like they, they get to be the one to have ended it when I was the wounded victim here. And it's, it's interesting how we can spiral in our minds to do that. Like, cause I don't really think there's a victim in this situation, but I was very, very easily able to create one while I was spinning in that cycle. And I could feel that the anger rising in my throat. And I realized, of course, that it's not anger. And I always say this, that, you know, anger is what shows up first, but it's really representing the pain that we actually feel. Because in the process of realizing this is not a healthy relationship, this is a one-sided relationship, there's still the grieving because I still care about this person there's still that grieving process that pops up. And that's what I'm really feeling because I realize that there is no explosion, but there's also no resolution. There's this idea just sitting out there like, are we or aren't we? And I was thinking about how I have always as much as possible in my whole life, my harmony side being what it is and being able to read the temperature in our room, I will adjust my self to fit and try to create harmony in a space and I will avoid conflict. But I have in recent years entered conflict more and more for the sake of people or situations that matter to me. I will speak up even when it's uncomfortable. And it, even in my own marriage, my husband and I have, have we have had, wow, uh, so many conversations that are super uncomfortable. I don't love them, but I love the outcome of having them. And that is that we have, you know, hit another, you know, wall or another challenge And we need to have that hard talk to get through it because the relationship that we have is worth it. And the relationship I had with this other person, I felt like was worth at least one hard conversation that says, I feel this, I have these needs in this relationship. And this other person seemed to hear me and acknowledge that they were falling short and was able to speak their mind too. And we, I thought, recommitted to this relationship and, you know, a million, a million things could have eventually happened. And that is, you know, some relationships, as they say, are for a reason, some are for a season and some are for life. And I have a tendency to want to put everybody in the life category And then I get my heart broken when they are not in the life category. And that's a me thing. I I realize that that is a me wanting to, you know, my loyalty as my personality is just that, you know, I want to make things right. And 
in that way, that's what's kept me in some very toxic relationships. That's what kept me in a unhealthy relationship in the past with my ex-husband. That's, you know, partly, that's partly what kept me in relationship with my mom way beyond when I could have, you know, made that cut sooner so that to protect myself sooner. It is this idea that if I love you enough, if I am loyal enough, we are for life, we are forever, you know, the whole ride or die thing. And that's a complicated place to live from because the flip side of me is also I like to be alone a lot. So I'm sure that I can play, I'm sure that I I know that I play my own role in some of the relationships that don't go on forever because I don't have the capacity of what they need. And in this relationship, I remember talking about, like, I know that I need to, you know, in order to f- help fulfill what you need, I, I need to come more out and also, you know, meet you in the middle. Basically, that was the basis of the conversation, that this needs to be more 50-50, you know, hard seasons notwithstanding, and it has not been. I am fuming and then upset and then crying the other night thinking about this relationship that even though there is no resolution, there's no closure per se, we're not, we don't hate each other. We're just not going to be in each other's lives in the same way, clearly. And, you know, that whole grieving and I, I went through all the steps of, you know what, maybe, maybe I'll just reach out to this person and apologize and, you know, just recommit. And I had to weigh a couple of things. But the first thing that came to mind for me was this too shall pass. It feels heavy and hard and painful right now. But this feeling will pass. You know, that's the grieving process. This will pass. And in the meantime, I can make a decision and not act on it. I can make a decision that, okay, maybe this door is closed and that's for the best and not make a decision. Or I can decide I really want to preserve this relationship, but still not make a decision. And that is my, you know, my, I've shared many, many times that is like this, this mantra, this ideal that I live behind now is that when I feel the most emotional about something, be it good or not, that I don't take big actions. I can journal it out. I can talk it out in the support group. I can talk to a therapist about it or a coach about it or my husband who hears all of it. But I don't go to the source or make the big decision yet. Because I also know that these big emotions, they too shall pass. And it is several days later now since I had that whole hashing out of my head. You know, I, I, I know many of you have this experience where you just, you know, go through the whole conversation and they'll say this and I'll say this and they'll say that. And you always win, right? Because, you know, hopefully like you, your inner arguing might need to get a little bit better if you're not winning these arguments or I'm completely wrong and you're supposed to be finding ways for resolution. Whatever. I think in my own head, I get to win. In the world, I'm almost always letting the other person win. So 
or they are just winning. And it just, that's the truth. But in my head, I won that argument, won that discussion, won that whole, like, who's at fault. And then came to a place of peace with myself with that whole, you know, where we are right now, which is, you know, maybe nobody's at fault, right? Like, you know, you, you, you have to allow for those big feelings and those big emotions, like they are valuable, but you also have to allow for them to, to process, to, to rant about them, to feel them, whatever you need to do and not act in that space so that they can pass and you can then view the situation from a less emotionally charged position. Then it being several days away from that, I can see it again from that point of view that is more like, right, okay, I definitely pulled back as a person as well. And I know why I did because of that one-sidedness. And it still doesn't have to be that anybody is at fault or the bad guy, right? We don't have to have a bad guy in every situation. But I also can look at my history and that awareness that I have around all of that history of people who did purposely hurt and cause pain and know that sometimes I am applying what they did to somebody's behavior now. And it is very hard sometimes to come to that conclusion and realize that I might be wrong. Or even if it's not, you know, that don't need to be self-deprecating, like you're just wrong. You don't know anything. It's just, I'm not correct on, I know it sounds like the same thing, right? But like, I, I'm not viewing this as correctly or there, there's nobody at fault. There's not a bad guy. There's no boogeyman here. It's just the way of life. And this too shall pass. This heartache shall pass. And that's the journey of life. That's the journey of healing, of course. But the journey of life is, you know, the, you know, if you like change, you know, don't worry. It's, it's, it's coming. And if you don't like change, well, it's coming, right? Either way, you're going to, you're going to go through change. You're going to experience loss. You're going to experience success and joy. And it is that roller coaster of life that, you know, comes and goes and comes and goes. And it can be overwhelming if you don't have a place of peace within yourself where you can at least understand going back to that very beginning. Right now, wherever you're sitting, wherever place in life you are, you have to this point survived everything. Does not mean you don't have scars does not mean you don't have wounds, does not mean that you're not healing. And sometimes it feels like it's happening way too slowly. But you have survived and you have made it through. And in some situations, some cases, you are like rocking it compared to, you know, what you had to survive. And this is 
trauma or not, whether we're talking a trauma situation or everyday life, like nobody's getting out unscathed. Nobody's getting out without experiencing grief or loss or hurt or pain in some way or another. And that's heavy on the heart. And yet it's also helps you to just kind of understand and come back to that place of everyone is experiencing something. And so in relation to the relationship I was talking about, I don't know what their reasons are. And it may have zero to do with me or may have 100% to do with me. And it's not necessarily my place to put judgment around whatever that is. And even though it affects me, it is just kind of understanding that we're just all dealing with really hard things. And even if we're not dealing with really hard things right now, we're all just trying to get through each day. And some of those days are filled with little tiny humans who are vying for our attention or really demanding jobs or trying to get from one job to the next to get all of your bills paid. It's very easy to get wrapped up in your, you know, your own head, your own self, your own situation and spend two hours in bed just flipping and flopping trying to, you know, win an argument that the other person doesn't even know they're in with you. And there's no resolution that's going to come from that. No more than, you know, like I said, you pat yourself on the back for winning that argument in your head that nobody was involved in, but you, yourself, and I, you, yourself, and I, me, myself, and I, there we go. This too shall pass. All of these pains, all of these scary things, all of these, even the beautiful things, right? These, this too shall pass. These things are going to go. And the best thing that we can do for ourselves, in my opinion, is to learn to find peace no matter what season we're in. There are a lot of you know, mantras, ideas, quotes, etc. on how you should do it. And what I would say is that the only one who can figure it out is you. What does peace look like for you? I remember going into therapy several years ago and having to fill out one of those you know, forms that, you know, what do you want out of this? It, all those questions. And one of the questions was something like, you know, what do you want out of therapy? And I just answered with one word, peace. I just want peace. And of course, you know, a good therapist, a good coach, good, you know, anybody, good friend is not going to let you just say peace. Like, yes, that's a great end goal, if you will. But what does peace look like? How do you get peace? Would you know what peace is if you saw it? I think about that in terms of what it's like to live a chaotic free life after you've had trauma. We, I will say I, we survivors don't always know how to live without the drama and the chaos. It takes practice, it takes processing, it takes therapy or coaching 
or journaling or whatever process you take to learn how to live at a level that is not constantly full of drama. Because in your trauma, in my trauma, I was living every day at this height of adrenaline and emotion, like what's going to happen today? And eventually your body learns to respond to that and then expect that almost as if a drug. And I'm not a therapist speaking to this. I'm a person speaking to this and how I've experienced that. And I have found that when life is quote unquote normal, let's call it, let's say it's healthy. Let's say it's drama free or near drama free. The body, the mind doesn't know necessarily what to do with that and will or can begin to try to create problems where there are no problems. This can be tricky because you're learning to trust your gut, trust yourself again. You're learning to listen to your voice in a positive way. Learning to not gaslight yourself because sometimes, especially with some long-term trauma, you might have taken on those same behaviors and now you gaslight yourself. Well, that's not as bad as I thought it was. Uh, I don't know why I feel crazy like this. I am crazy. I must be crazy. And we just begin to create things that can spiral us into chaos and drama. That's exactly what I did the other night. I recognize it. I have awareness around it. I can speak to it and recognize it days later. And in that moment, I found it nearly impossible to stop doing it. My brain and body, all of me needed to create some drama to deal with the situation because that that is the tool that is the the mindset that I once upon a time had and that muscle memory kicked in like nobody's business to say like this is how we deal with this full-on drama like bring out the you know all the clanging bells and the the roller coaster that goes around and around and let's let's do this let's let's make some problems And I'm thankful that even in the midst of that, even at the points where I couldn't necessarily make it stop immediately, I was able to recognize it while it was happening and have some of those moments of breathing and reminding myself like, this emotion will pass, this anger will pass, this frustration will pass. This idea that I have to respond in this way will pass and the sadness will pass. We all have situations in our lives, stories, experiences where we have created more out of it than what actually happened. And that's just truth. We've all acted in, in unhealthy ways, whether we did so in our own minds or we did so physically out in the world to another person. We are at 
in at least one other person's life, we are the villain. No matter what we think of ourselves, we no matter how much work we've done on ourselves, no much, matter how much healing we've done, we are the villain in somebody else's story at some point. We may not be anymore, but right? You might be the villain in little Jimmy's story from kindergarten because you you know, smashed his apple juice by accident, right? Like it could be anything as innocent as that. Or you could be the villain in a story because you weren't the best in the relationship and you weren't very caring or you weren't very healthy to that person. I know that I was not the healthiest friend in years past. I've hurt people along the way, either by just dismissing and not showing up for them or... I would say that's probably the biggest one, just like being dismissive and and holding up and not showing up for people. But there are, you know, greater ways that we harm each other that we are not always aware of that we're doing. So in somebody's story, you may be the villain. And it's not about, again, you know, beating yourself up about it. It's about understanding the role that we play in our own health, in our own mental health, in our own relationships, and coming back over and over to a place of peace that you can't live in regret, you can't change the things that have happened, but you can learn from them. And what I've learned, the biggest lesson of all, no matter what, whether I'm in the dentist chair (laughs) with my mouth wide open, just trying not to like choke while they do all the things, or I'm sitting through an interview, or I'm meeting somebody for the first time, I know that this too shall pass and I will be on the other side of it soon. And that's, you know, I apply that, of course, you know, not not necessarily to the good things. I don't want the good things to pass too quickly. But anything that is uncomfortable, anything that is, you know, physically hurting or mentally hurting or emotionally hurting, You know, I can remind myself that this too shall pass and I don't do so in a way to disassociate from it. I do it as a reminder that not only am I strong enough to get through it, but I also have the history and knowledge and awareness to know that it will also pass. And the discomfort could just be like, I know that the discomfort of sitting in this interview will pass as soon as I start answering questions. Like, And then I can settle into who I am and represent myself in the best way. I would challenge you this week to think about what in your life you need to to get through, right? Like what is what is challenging you right now and how can you find some peace whether you're saying, you know, this too shall pass. And again, I'm not saying it to you because that is not okay, my friend. That is that feels condescending, as I said. But what what words of comfort do you have for yourself? Because the truth is, this moment right now is passing right as we're saying it. And we get to decide, we get to choose how we are responding in in many ways. I feel like everything we talk about, there's always an asterisk, right? Like, okay, but also, right, 
we can choose how to respond. We can choose certain things, but also there's a trauma response that happens and that's a different story and that's a totally different thing. And sometimes the body is triggered and does its own thing. And so that you're not choosing blah, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I, I don't mean blah, blah, like dismissive. I mean like, oh my gosh, we could go off in a hundred different ways. So, so hear this, I'm talking about not trigger, not triggering things, not triggering incidents, not your trauma in that way, but how you can begin to find that peace in your everyday life when you're not in trauma, right? Why you're just trying to live in your everyday life and life is hitting you up, you know, with good things with bad things, you know, you got a raise, but also then your car broke down, right? Like this is how life works sometimes. And how you can find peace in that without letting your body and mind do the old thing that it used to do or may still be trying to do, which is to live at that high chaos. What can you do to ground yourself? What can what words can you use that speak kindly to yourself in that moment or hold, you know, those words that hold your own hand, you know, for me again, this too shall pass. This difficult time shall pass. And in the meantime, I will hold on. Whether I'm holding a boundary or I'm holding a friend's hand or I'm holding on to money to try to save that big thing that we need. This moment shall pass. This feeling of I must have that book will also pass. This feeling of I am rejected and my person does not love me anymore. That's a little bit harder, but it will pass, especially if it's not even a true story, right? If you've just made up the story in your head that it's that bad. We can be our own worst enemies. So if you're not sure if you're the villain in somebody else's story, you might check in and ask yourself if you're the villain in your own story. And I'll leave you on that because that just sent my mind in (laughs) a million different ways thinking about, huh, huh, I, I need to explore that a little bit more because that really just popped up. So, um, yeah, we might just talk about that next time. In the meantime, please be gentle with yourselves. Please be kind to yourselves. If you're running late on a deadline, like, I don't know, this episode, less hypothetically, right? You've missed a week and it's like a week and a half now and you're catching up, you know, right? Be gentle with yourself because the world did not end because you missed that deadline. The world did not end. Like the world is just not ending. Like um, some of you may be like, dang, (laughs) but we really do put a lot of priority on how we feel like our actions are the end all be all. And yeah, we have to be accountable. We do. But Grace, my friend, be gentle with yourself. And I'll see you, I'll just say next time. Thanks for spending time with me.